good, internet, and welcome to session 45 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. It's the best of episode, guys. I am your Bob Saget for the evening, Alex Arona. And with me this week, as always, is the man who survived the holiday geddon, Joel DeWitt. Hey, Joel. Uh, help me. I am drowning in toys and torn up on wrapping paper, and we've got so many returns to make. Uh, I gotta give you kudos for actually saying the word holiday dead and without stumbling over it. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I read it more than once this time. <laughs> also this week is a man out of time, out of breath, and soon to be out of NyQuil. The man of 12 to 17 Christmases, Eric Getty Gettinger. What's up, Getty? If anything that I say tonight makes sense, I'm gonna be so happy. <laughs> Feel better soon, buddy. You probably got it from all of those Christmases. You know I did. Feel free to lie down during the recording if you're not going to make it. Just just pull your mic down with you. Yeah, I'll take you up on that. <laughs> yeah, you'll take me up on that until your dog starts licking your face and it's over. Yeah. This week, it's the new year, and with that, we'll be looking back on our first year as a podcast with some of our favorite moments, games, and news. But first, let's start with our favorite early adopters, alphas, betas, demos that helped us decide whether we'd like to pay for the privilege to play for more. Now, we're going to go over just a couple things. We're just going to discuss what we discussed over the last year. For me, Joel GTFO was a, was a good beta test. That was one of those that you can actually tell it was good quality and also that they were closer to being released. And, and of course, that panned out because they came out to early access like, what, a month after we played it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but it was, it was one of those experiences where it was clearly structurally sound when they let people play it already and that's not true in the case of all the betas and alphas out there they they have a vision in mind and they're steering the ship towards it they're they they have the, the structural framework and then they go in tinker change a few things out just try to perfect it just really give it that last level of polish being in early access i think will help with that but they knew what they were doing when they started this of course with payday too they were just they're just trying to perfect the formula now, what I hope about that one is that they made it to where there's public matchmaking, because what I've heard and read about the early access is that you can only play with friends right now, yeah. if I understand it right. That's, so that seems like a limiting factor if you're trying to uh, do an online co-op shooter like that. Yeah, it's still the case, from my, from my understanding. There's no max, max matchmaking yet. That for logo got to me. <laughs> it's a little early i know yeah. right it's all downhill from here folks but yes no gtfo i'm i'm more excited to play more i think i'm gonna get it when it officially comes out i think that early access it's wet my appetite that i want more but i can hold off and wait until it's full release now joel did you have one for us yeah so uh actually one of my favorite early adopters of the year was speaking simulator uh, uh you know, i'm gonna i'm gonna be uh, candid guys i i missed my last dentist appointment so it's kind of cathartic pulling my teeth out a little bit uh, uh, and just clearing them uh, out and, uh, just, uh, it, and it was nice that it was just as, as easy as poking my tongue through it and just oh it's body it horror off. okay and oh. it's just what it's so awful. It, it's it's fine take another drink before loco it'll be okay did, that didn't come out yet, did it? Do you know? I don't think so. No, okay. I don't think it's there yet. So, I, I mean, honestly, like for those simulator games, I don't think that is actually a bad one compared to something like uh, I played Surgeon Simulator. Didn't care for it. That veered too much on the side of like trying to do something way too complex. And something like Dote Simulator is a little bit too just zany. Uh, 
zany and wacky <laughs> and just more like uh, uh, rad doll physics, like tossing this dote animal around <laughs> and stuff. So <laughs> it, it, it kind of tread the nice middle ground of being able to have some sort of strategic objective while also being fumbly the way these games usually are. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on it. It may actually be like a fun little distraction once it comes out, but uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see on that. Currently set for early 2020. Hmm. Now, well, Getty, what did you have for us? I actually went through the podcast notes and made sure that I found every game that you didn't like so that I could say that <laughs> I enjoyed them there we go. this year. Yeah. So I would like to start off with Indivisible. Okay. I really liked this game because it really was a throwback to my days of playing Valkyrie Profile. And uh, you guys seem to have a huge resistance to <laughs> even wanting to try that game. Uh, thank you for spitefully bringing this up. Well, um. <laughs> I, I did pick up a copy of the actual like full game. And mm-hmm. I want to say that there's 20 plus characters that you can get through the course of the game and from checking how long to beat that is going to keep me entertained for i want to say it was closer to 20 hours is what people are reporting on yeah wow and that's longer than uh, fallen order which i started recently and i also thought about starting tomb raider but this one uh once i crack into it i think it's going to be a long trip really so i mean i don't mind the platforming mechanics i do like the combat that the the combat is where it show it like it shined for me, but mm-hmm. the platforming I felt like some things were without were directionless, so you didn't kind of know where to go. It wasn't inherently apparent. It wasn't apparent. Then yeah. on top of that, the way it was so finicky, the way you could use your axe to clutch onto walls. I hear that continues throughout the game, but I hear the combat and the characters. Also, from my understanding, I think it's got a Filipino influence. Okay where they they actually have different pieces of Filipino culture in it. So that kind of makes me very interested in how it is culturally. Like they even have something like Jollibee, Mm -hmm. which is like... These references are flying over my head. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Filipino (laughs) store. Uh, Also, uh, it's the the artist from Skullgirls, which is a multiplayer fighter that I like. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot there for me. I just... The platforming is what kind of threw me off. And again, I don't have an affinity for games like Valkyrie Profile. Yeah, I'm waiting to see, because I'll have to report back on it eventually, whenever I start it, but what kind of story elements are in it, because the the demo was very lax on that. But, I mean, the combat, getting to do like finishing moves and combo stuff, that's where I really want to dig into it. I had fun with that demo. I, I want to say in my defense here, Getty, because I, I know oh, that no. I was one of the voices. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I, I was go. one of the voices here that wasn't too hot on this. I think that was pretty clear in stating that for the combat, that it was a failure on my part to be able to coordinate and multitask the different button inputs. Just like in action, that demo felt like it was a lot like... Uh, almost like a Simon or like a, a DDR kind of thing where you're having to coordinate timing the different attack inputs at the right time to manage different cooldowns and, and it got frantic to a point where i felt like i was more or less button mashing um you know it, it sounds pretty clearly from what you're saying that like that that's probably a limitation more on my part than uh, fault with the game itself uh, but i mean i am gonna reiterate like i i do think it would help a game like this if instead of the side scrolling maybe they went with a more traditional like top down 
overworld RPG format, and then like a, a random encounter kind of thing instead. But that this just that speaks more to my preference of what I would prefer. And I'm telling you right now, it's pretty much Valkyrie profile. No, it is. It is a lot of places. It's it's the a lot is, of platforming, a lot of movement. The maps you don't what, have access to the maps in what that platform. Did you buy this on? Uh, PlayStation Four. Okay. See, I would go Switch on this. Uh, I think that it's not going to be out for a while for the Switch. Oh, really? Yeah, it's. last time I checked, the reason why I picked it up on PlayStation 4 is because they, they had it. I don't think it drops for Switch until later this year, 2020. Okay. That'll be one that I will look for a sale for, and mm-hmm. I would like to give it a shot. I just, yeah, currently just don't have a whole lot of affinity for Valkyrie Profile, and a lot on my plate. Next. I played Offworld Trading Company, the multiplayer beta. That game is usually a one, per, a single-player civilization-like, but playing it in multiplayer was a lot of fun when you had to build resources, gauge stock prices, and constantly try to under, uh, oversell and over-progress your competitors. Do you guys remember Offworld Trading Company? Not at all. I think that was back when we were just a, a worse two-person podcast <laughs> so get you wouldn't yeah. have been around i think when uh we had the conversation i remember us talking about it and thinking to myself i should download and try that and then i never got around to it <laughs> so like it's, it's still interesting in concept to me uh but it's just like there's, there's too much to play yeah <laughs> you know and, and i mean I, i've i've just now picked up frost punt which is kind of sucking me in and uh i just i don't know if i've got another time for uh rts like that right now well i mean like i said there's there's Frostpunk, they are billions and also off world trading company to me at least games that i'm gonna keep putzing around with because i bought all three mm-hmm. of those games a while ago but off world trading company being an rts where you have to buy and purchase resources and then slowly build up a stock market and own your company and then sell parts of it off, get new parts, try to get the stockholders their money, and then try to build so that you can expand your corporation and buy out other companies. That's mm. that's the way the game works, is that you build out these resources and then raise prices. And by buying too much of a stock, it starts to raise price, make it harder for your competitors, and then you can start buying stock in their companies until you take over. Off yeah, trading company is a good RTS. I'm going to avoid this one. <laughs> that sounds like too much like work yeah way too much this is work. this is more of a me game yeah 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 and even for me i don't like rts's i'm not good at them but this one struck a chord with me in a way that i it their 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 tutorials are very involved and it explained everything in a way that just it made sense it just was clear to me what i needed to do for that one so hmm. now joel you and getty would not shut up about magic the gathering arena Oh man! Yeah, no matter and how I, many times I asked you, <laughs> now shut up and let us talk about it. Yeah, um, this is—I feel like this is kind of cheating because it's—it's a—it's <laughs> a beta or it's technically like an early access program, but it is being maintained like it's a full-fledged release and platform. Although, like some of the features are kind of bare bones, and that we had trouble with trying to have all of us in like a lobby watching a match play out i think alice you had to share your screen when you were playing Deddy one versus one on this and uh so like there are some missing components to make it a full-fledged featured thing but for all intents and purposes it is a pretty well constructed online matchmaking 
system to be able to play Match of the Gathering with other people. And the way that they price out for like their monetization stuff doesn't seem awful, at least from my experience, because if you're playing consistently enough, you're gaining enough currency to buy more booster packs and stuff to where you can continue amending your decks and things. And, and I think there's, I mean, I don't think there's enough to where like the true deck building nuts and lovers of that part of the game are going to be totally satisfied. But for someone like me who isn't 100% there on it, that being like the core thing I'm interested in. And I'm more interested in just having somebody to play. It works really well for that. And, uh, so I can appreciate that part of it. And it's it's not a perfect tool, like you stated, but it is probably about as good as we're going to get for now. And I think it's about on par with the Duels of the Planeswalker releases that we've seen a few times up to now. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, after we ended up playing, I went out and bought a whole bunch of Magic cards, so... <laughs> so they won. <laughs> they Why always did we win not up? have extra life uh, live Magic the Gathering card games? Oh, right, I mean, that would we boring. can we can do that Wait. for next year. <laughs> We're gonna need to have a side table with a camera facing down to the uh, the table. Just let's yeah. just do the Google Hangouts, and then have one camera on Getty and one camera on Joel's hand, and then you guys go back and forth. <laughs> I mean, then I'm just going to watch the stream to see what he cards he has. It's, <laughs> no, no, his cards will be out of stream. It's what he plays, so you can uh, see. So it's like playing on a game board together. No, no screen watching, Daddy. Yeah. Right <laughs> Defeats the purpose. Seriously, if you guys did Magic the Gathering streams, I would organize that. I mean, All I would right. read a book. I would read a book. On well, let's, how to do let, it? <laughs> no. Well, let's talk after the recording. Here. Okay. Sounds good to me. Getty, Radical Relocation. Oh, you're so mad right now. <laughs> I can hear it. So Radical Relocation was a beta that I got to dip my toes into. If you didn't hear it or you, you forgot about it, you take a whole bunch of stuff and you stack it on your car, and then you have to drive the car from point A to point B. And part of the, the magic for this game uh, was trying to stack all the stuff on the car <laughs> and then watching it just fall off as you idle through the stage that's that's kind of what my problem was with it was that it was just so slow and then you just watch yourself slowly fall and if you remember the title of that episode it was alex has no patience for this yep (laughs) (laughs) because i don't i i don't know i had a lot of fun with the demo uh i haven't had a chance to fire it up again to see if they added anything else i want to say that they did Mm -hmm. but you know for all of the the games that we tested out i i enjoyed the simplicity of it you take the time to load up your car and you just drive it and sometimes you just have to luck out and hope that when you take that sharp right turn everything stays on and other times it's going to go flying off i think if they added people into the environment it would Mm -hmm. be even more fun so that you have to like stop at a stoplight and then you could have a couch fly off and hit somebody that would make it more complicated because then you have to rear and avoid people yeah and I, I could definitely benefit from that. Yeah. All right, now you had two other games. I kind of just grouped them together. Dragon Quest Builders 2 and Code Vein. Yeah, that Dragon Quest Builders 2, that was like the best nap I've had in months. <laughs> <laughs> you should dig into it again. You sound I like really you should. You sound due for it, yeah. <laughs> and then Code Vein, I've just kind of been watching and 
and biding my time thinking about if I want to purchase it right now. But, I mean, I still got so much. So much living to do? No, video game playing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm essentially dead right now. <laughs> Did you pick up Code Vein? No, I, that's what I was saying. I, I'm just kind of... I'm thinking about it. You know, we have the 20% off coupon uh, that we ended up getting at the PlayStation booth yeah. when we went to AceCon, and uh, it's $40 in the PlayStation digital store right now, so I know. I feel like 32 is not a bad price for it. No, maybe, it's not bad at all. Maybe I'll pull the trigger on it. I I think I'd still have a lot of fun with... Uh, I'd really prefer it if there was somebody else who was going to play so that if I needed help... I could call them in, but I don't know. The, with how much fun I'm having with Jedi right now, I wouldn't mind trying another Souls-like game, especially one that's going to be a little less forgiving. Play the best one, Bloodborne. I made it through most of that. I like that one. That one is that was a good one. That but one no. could be really frustrating at times. If you find if you find a sale, I'll I'll dip in on Code Vein. All right, I'll keep an eye out. Yeah, keep me updated. As for right now, I think that was a good section of early adopters. Let's just keep going into news. Let's take a break right after news. Uh, Favorite news stories of 2019. We don't go through every news story. We don't want to be a news outlet. But there are some things that are just we got to talk about because they seem fun. And they're just good conversation. Now, of all of our podcasts 2019, there was two that stood out for me. Google Stadia, like being an, an amazing an amazing announcement followed by its utter decline and then the reverse sonic the hedgehog the movie trailer being a complete and utter failure and then it's revamp what do you mean stadia is uh, a failure well aren't you a founder there yes i am but i'm I'm understanding there ain't that many Uh, look i'm a i'm a nintendo 3ds ambassador that's just a a mark of shame it's (laughs) what's that even mean uh, I was a sucker who bought a Nintendo 3DS at launch when it was 250 bucks, and then they proceeded to reduce the price by, mm. I think, $50? Almost and instantly. as an apology to people who bought it originally, they gave everybody who did 20 GBA games on the, the 3DS. How'd that feel? You know, actually, I'm a sucker who didn't mind it. Because I was like, I already bought it, <laughs> and, and but it was it's fascinating because like they had to like patch the eShop in order to have this section of the eShop available where you had to claim the ambassadorship, and they each even have like a digital certificate on the 3DS <laughs> showing you as a a, a 3DS ambassador <laughs> to, nice. to signify that you had it. So it's just I, so I've got these. GBA games, and I think the only ones I bothered playing so far were uh, the Fire Emblem and uh, WarioWare. <laughs> I like how you say so far, like, I still got plans. I'm still going to play these games. You are not going to play those GBA games. He might go back. Well, considering two of them were like uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 <laughs> port that was on GBA, even though Mario Brothers 3 is on the 3DS, and uh, Mario World, <laughs> the GBA port. Like, how many times have I owned that? Pro- yeah. Probably not. Like, I, if I'm going to open up my 3DS at this point, it's going to be to go back to Persona Q2 or some other 3DS games I need to give a fair shot to. Probably not much of the digital stuff. I would like to go back and play some Monster Hunter 4. Oh, th- That's a good no. <laughs> but Google Stadia... You're, start- you're not going to be able to go back to Monster Hunter 4. Hey. You've, you, you've gotten too indoctrinated to all the Monster Hunter World uh, niceties. Right. Yeah, that okay. You know what? 
that's a good argument. But I also played three and four, and I played. I went back and brought out my PSP and played the first one again. You want to talk about niceties? That game is so mean to you. It is so mean to you in every way. <laughs> so no, I know. I know the niceties. Uh, Google CD just got us so excited. Like I felt like it was real. I felt like. It, it is was okay real. to hope again. <laughs> it, it, it is a thing that exists. Yeah. yeah. There's not like a, it doesn't not exist now that it sucks. Okay? No, I just, I felt like there was hope in the world. And then it crushed my dreams. And then Sonic I, the Hedgehog, the movie came out, that trailer. And then that entirely decimated everything I loved about Sonic. And then they brought it back and now it's okay. You see, you're what's wrong with the internet, Alex. Am I? I didn't go on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I'm always on Twitter, but I didn't go on Twitter and complain about these things. I, you know, there's going to be a hashtag release the original Sonic. Cut hey, that was sometime. my no, that was my bit. I said because everyone's talking about the Snyder cut. I said, well, now they're talking about the Sonic. JJ cut for the Star Wars movie too, because supposedly there had been a, a reshooting of that. What? Movie. Yeah, man, yeah. this just all started with that Snyder it cut. It'll it'll never end. We, we open a window where any fan who streams bloody murder is going to somehow get their dreams and wish fulfillment done. Hey man, Dave Chappelle was supposed to be Bubba and Forrest Gump. Release a Dave Chappelle cut. <laughs> but that didn't happen. So get the reshoots. Hey Joel, <laughs> what are your favorite news stories of 2019? Um, actually, it's a recent one. So uh, on the Dame Awards, they announced the Xbox Series X. Nice try adding more detail to my line here. I'm not going to read it. Mine is accurate, um, though. <laughs> it's not inaccurate. <laughs> but, Triple XL. Uh, and, and, you know, it's... <laughs> as some, Do we have to retread these jokes that we had like two or three weeks ago? <laughs> I can't remember uh, them, so yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, BMS Triple X. Um, anyway, so... What actually, I, I'm not the biggest Xbox person, so the new console, while I found interesting from a, uh, it looks like an obelisk standpoint, uh, the the thing that I enjoyed about this new story more than that was the conversation we were able to have and sp- spin off from that announcement itself, because it was one of those chats we were able to have. I felt like we were able to have a broader conversation about where the landscape of video games is going and how the shift is changing between being these boxes that are you're stuck and set in stone for five plus years to these iterative changes and how it's going to change the way that uh, we expect video games to come out. Like even even something like uh, Control, where like the people who had PS4 Pros, it was not great, but it was stable. Whereas Alex had harsher problems than I did with that game because they didn't account for the older systems iterations to be able to manage it. And I liked that we were able to have a nice substantive conversation about some of that stuff. See, now to to tear all that down. Also (laughs) cats got (laughs) re-released with patch with an update. Why are we bringing this up? Getty, when are we going to see that movie? Uh, well, I'm not going to see that movie. We're going to see that movie. We're going to see that. Oh, let's get Steve in here and we'll watch that movie. And then we'll ask for the patch notes. No. Okay. I feel like you have to see that in a theater. Here's, yes. here's that's, my that's stipulation. That's experience. Now that marijuana has been legalized in the state of Illinois, oh, da, 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 you go and you spend however much money you think is appropriate <laughs> to, to make us get through that movie. A lot. And, then, and it'll only make it more of a nightmare. And then I'll think about it. Okay. I can make that happen. There's 
No, that's absolutely a possibility. And you will cry and be upset that I that you, you wish that upon yourself. I've Let's seen go. bits and pieces of that movie, mm-hmm. and it is just horrifying. It is? You know, what's confounding to me about the whole cat stuff is, I, I understand it's kind of a nightmare movie, but a lot of what I've heard is basically what the Tats musical has always been. <laughs> well, yeah. no, well uh, yes and no, because the thing is, though, is that the Cats musical, we watched it this year just because we had never seen it, me and Beth, and we didn't even, there wasn't a Cats movie to be made at that time. It was before mm-hmm. any of that. We just wanted to see a musical, and we had the movie, which ended up being just a recording of the musical. And that movie did not have a, a plot. It didn't. It didn't. But that's not mm-hmm. the the parts that are nightmarish of that movie. The one that came out weren't in the original. They weren't eating cockroaches with human faces, and they weren't taking off their own fur as if it were a coat. Yep. Also, from my understanding, a lot less uh, licking of private parts and milk licking, and also less prostitution. So I was I was going to make a comment that the internet has a tendency to nitpick anything that they want to hate until uh, they tear it to shreds. But then you mentioned uh, licking private parts and cat prostitution, and now we're out of my depth. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's one scene where Taylor Swift just throws catnip in the air, and everybody loses their mind. And they start banging. (laughs) And again, not in the original. Not in the original. So, Getty, what's some news of 2019 that got you all hyped up? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. You know, probably the biggest piece of hype news that we got yep. to talk about was Final Fantasy VII. Yep. The remake. Uh, just the evolution that we've seen over the, God, it feels like three, four years now since they originally, like, kind of hinted that it might be a thing. And even now... There was that over the holidays, that release of data that, oh, the there's going to be a demo for it. And then people being able to just gank it off of the PSN, like on the back end. And then now there's like full playthroughs of, of the, the, the demo. Yep. Isn't it supposed to be the whole bombing run mission? Yes. All the way through the first boss fight. That's, that's really cool. But I think I'm going to wait since it's three months. We're about three months off, maybe... It's it's halfway through March, right? Yeah, yeah. So mm. almost four months, but we that's going to be one that I might just have to take a sabbatical from the podcast so that I could play it. <laughs> I would take a break. Uh, no, no, I'm I'm kidding. I, but obviously, <laughs> I really want to dive deep into that one. Awesome. And then, uh, uh, what was what is the other piece of news that you were excited about? <laughs> Randy fucking Pitchford. <laughs> this guy was literally our news segment for I think from when I jumped in to do the podcast with you guys until like mid August. It was seriously like four months straight of just Randy Pitchford, Randy Pitchford. You know, it, it was it was a self perpetuating thing too. Because even when Alice is gone for a few weeks. <laughs> We ended up injecting Randy Pitchford into our conversations when you were gone, even though you were the main driving force for it. I didn't even drive anything. Yeah, he did. He just kept being (laughs) Randy Pitchford. Again, I I didn't even bring up in the news when he started attacking at Microsoft. Yeah, we could have talked about that last week. Yeah, he's just out of control. 
I would have a Randy Pitchfordless experience if it wasn't for you, Alex. I think Steve wrote three <laughs> pages on Randy Pitchford alone. <laughs> I don't think Joel would know who he was if it weren't for this <laughs> podcast. He's a guy that linked. Was it that? What was that other game they came out with? The one that was supposed to be like like people put against Overwatch. Battleborn. Battleborn. Yeah, he's the one that put out. He's like, wow, I guess there's a bunch of Battleborn porn. Weird link. <laughs> it's like, why would you link that? The guys, like, here's this, something else. Here's, okay. this, here's this subreddit I totally don't moderate. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Clearly, something's up. From the makers of Duke Nukem Forever, come. Yeah. 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 Guy, the guy was clearly out of control, and he still is, and he's still on the loose. But I don't know. I'm I'm going to go on record here and say that his comments towards Microsoft about shouldn't technology get smaller as we advance it further, he's not wrong. Do you need an, an obelisk? <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, bigger isn't always better, guys. That's. <laughs> it's the motion in the ocean. Innuendo. <laughs> Don't worry, Joel. I'm taking a break after this. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back, guys. with our favorite backlog blog games that we played that didn't come out last year but are in a back catalog growing dust i didn't have a i didn't have a you know a clever transition on that one growing dust don't you gather dust gather dust four locos man for bad news <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. hashtag hopped up on nyquil and you're here yeah. man, man i can't you know what nyquil will mess me up more than this hard look this four loco will this hard loco. Sure? <laughs> hard loco. <Verlet> swing. <laughs> Back catalog games that we played that didn't come out that last year, but we're going to list our favorite ones we talked about. Verlet Swing. Verlet Swing, a first-person Spider-Man game. You're swinging from place to place trying to get to the end goal, but everything is super surreal, super trippy. Pizza slices everywhere, trying to avoid dolphins. Also, avoiding forks, hot dogs, and... Uh, giant records guys Verlet swing was a really good game okay okay i i, I put that in for 30 <laughs> seconds i'll play f- five rounds and be done and i it's one of my time wasters now it's still on rotation i still go through it and those developers are really cool guys and i think that i'm going to try to keep going to this year to get an interview with them okay joel uh so this is probably i guess not cheating but like i i played god of war this year playstation 4 how i actually that, how is that cheating I don't know. You guys are picking a bunch of indie games, <laughs> and I'm I'm picking this like prestige uh, first party game. So no, that's legit. Uh, and it's yeah. hey, hey man, it's in my it's in my uh, my trunk. I'm waiting to play it. Is that a, is your trunk a metaphor for something? No, no he I literally a, has no. a trunk. I have a big trunk of games. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, Down of War. It, it's a series that I I played the first one. It didn't really stick with me beyond that. I, at the time, it was like. A fun, brutal 3D hack and slash. I mean, it felt similar to like what I would expect out of a brawler beat 'em up, right? And it pretty surface level stuff. It didn't really have a powerful story or anything. You're just this big uh, revenge-seeking brute that's taking on gods. And 
so it didn't stick with me but the critical reception kind of surprised me about this one given its history and i, I gotta say like all in all i think it more or less meets that critical darling status it's it's a well written story it is a well thought narrative it, it does a good job of making you have a, a care for kratos as a character even though i don't think he's a good person still like he's clearly not a good person and he's not even a good dad he's he's a better person than he was in the past now he's deep and layered yeah right he's a complicated figure whereas he was one-dimensional in the other games and pretty straightforward as to what his motivations were as well as not having much like critical thought about what he was doing where what what this game largely succeeds in doing is giving him dimensions and giving him some semblance of complex feelings like there are parts in that game where he can tell that the way he's acted is negatively impacting his son and you know just seeing him like nudging atreus to try to like make the smarter choices and uh not make similar mistakes that he did they're all kind of things that you can especially relate to as a parent <laughs> as, as someone who like seeing their kids start to grow up and be like okay well i remember all these stupid things i did as a kid and how maybe you know either i wish somebody would have told me not to do these things or maybe somebody did tell me and i didn't listen and seeing that mirrored in this character who i again i would say he's largely not a good person but that doesn't mean you can't care about the character and what happens to him it it did such a good job in that way so I, it's something that i don't even think the gameplay was all that great i mean it's it was entertaining enough and satisfying enough to propel you through the story but i I find the gameplay more serviceable in service of the story and in that sense i think they succeeded and uh i i enjoyed it quite a bit because of that man that just makes me sad and that ending (laughs) sad (laughs) yeah i i want to counterpoint a couple of things here but no go ahead what do you think about the ending oh i was gonna say like the ending has such a great twist like Mm-hmm. That that ending when you reach the the mountaintop and you're looking at the hieroglyphs and it sort of uh, uh, foretells what's going to happen is such a great way to set up the next game. So it's I'm I'm pretty eager to see what they do next. I just wanted to add in. I think that this is the first time you see Kratos doing something for somebody other than really himself. Because mm-hmm. in the first couple of games, you have this character who's kind of a tool or a pawn in the god scheme and just goes on a killing rampage. And then for the third one, he's selfishly going after the gods to get revenge. And Mm. for the first time, he's trying to make right and spread his wife's ashes from that mountaintop. And it gives him an opportunity to get to know his son better. It humanized him more than in the past. Yeah, and that's... Like, that, that revelation and turn of his character happens, what, midway through in God of War? Because in the first half, as they're starting their ascent, they're really just mostly business. And it's Atreus, Atreus trying to really get his dad to open up and, and Kratos trying to keep a arm's length <laughs> to oh, his son. Because of his right. past experiences, so... Yeah, yeah right. of course. Yeah. That's something I'm eager to dive into. Getty, hit me with yours. 
(laughs) (laughs) I picked genital jousting. Now, I just want to set this up for you guys. Okay. It is the Tournament of Power. (laughs) We're close to the end. And I had put on the list several times mystery game. Nobody knew. Nobody knew what was going on except for Joel. Mm -hmm. And I literally said to him, hey, Joel, I'm going to do this. And he goes, I don't think, I I don't know if that's a great idea, but it's an idea. And I put it out and we, I showed everybody and everybody went, oh no. Oh no. This was not as bad as everybody. I mean, it was gross. Don't get me wrong, but it was entertaining and it was just fun to watch a whole bunch of wieners sliding down a ice luge and then like getting stuck in the middle of a lake or god forbid you're eating hot dogs with your butthole oh it was just the the art style of the game was so ridiculous like i i want to say even the the buttholes did like a little smacking after they ate a hot dog god. It was, yeah it did it did it, uh, they didn't have to put as much effort into that game, and they they went there. Those wieners were lovingly crafted. And yeah, and uh, all of the different outfits that you could collect. Oh, you know, Steve wanted us to keep playing. He, he did. He played an extra round because he wanted to unlock more costumes for your wiener. Brings a whole new meaning to the phrase snake game. Yeah. <laughs> he loves those snake games. Yep. All right, we're going to each go over one more. I'm going to pull out Octodad, Dadliest Catch. Yeah. <laughs> I I have a couple things on my list here, but I just want to I want to talk about Dadliest Catch only because I played this one with Steve, and we played it co-op, and we played all the DLC side, side content all in an afternoon, and it was silly, out of control, and we at some points were crying, laughing, because we were laughing so hard. At one point, there was, you're on a date with your wife, this is the first time you ever go on a date, and it says, butter your bread. You have to take a knife, dip it in the, br- the butter, and then rub it on the bread in your right hand. We damn near elbow dropped the entire table. <laughs> like, okay, Steve, you got this? He was like, I got this. Okay, bonk, whole table, like, on the ground. It was, it was ridiculous. Oh. That game is just a fun, quirky, out-of-control mess that I love, and I think I'm going to probably end up playing it again with somebody else, so... Joel? Uh, yeah, we don't we don't need to sit on this lawn, but Rocket League. Always Rocket League. <laughs> always. Forever Rocket League. <laughs> that well, always be me- playing Rocket League. Never stop, never Rocket League. Can't stop, won't <laughs> um, stop. Yeah. He's like, can't, never, always Rocket League. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched you guys, you and, and, and Metal Gear Hartwig, it's not fun to play with you guys in Rocket League. Because it is just a shit show of a game where I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to hit the ball once. And then you guys are triple juggling, flying through the air, rocketing through the thing. And then you pass the ball midair and Hartwig flies up midair and slams it into the goal. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I guess I'll play goalie. I guess. And and you know the worst part? What? There will always be someone to tell you that you're a scrub and to do good and kill yourself still. Like, no, that game gets that, aggressive. That, that treadmill never ends of just being berated the whole way up. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I guys, I played a lot of Rocket League <laughs> and Smash Brothers this holiday break. What is your I, like, What is your almost, time played on on Rocket League right now? 
uh, about 160 hours Sick. on on PC. But like we got it free on PlayStation Plus. What like two, three years ago? It was like three years ago. I and remember. I, I played. I played a lot of hours on PS4 before I got it on PC. So. I think I did 40 hours on PS4 and then three hours on PC because mm-hmm. you guys aren't fun. Getty, <laughs> <laughs> what you got? I, I could probably drop a couple of games here, but, you know, uh, getting to play games with Steve, Alex, you already talked about Octodad. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say Soma because there's just something about sitting there and neither of us really want to go into the room with the monster. Yeah. And we have to go into the room with the monster. Of course. So either of us, we do like the high pitch, like, ah, get away. And then we try and book it across the stage and end up dying. It's just, uh, you could either easily sub in Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> because it was the same, same thing. Uh, just getting to play some backlog games with Steve doing the streaming. That was where it was at for me this this last year hmm okay yeah see you guys didn't play it in the easy mode where it's where the enemy can't hurt you because it's not allowed (laughs) (laughs) i know i've played i've played streams with you guys it is not allowed yeah okay now on to our favorite stream moments our favorite stream moments are all the times that we do our shows which is sunday streaming with steven getty Metal Gear, Metal Gear Kevin, Solid Heartwig, Multiplayer Mondays, or 2D Tuesdays. There, there are four shows. There are some moments that just are fantastic to be captured. I try to capture them whenever I can, but you know, I you know can't do it all. I will say, Borderlands One, where Kevin and Joel discovered how to drive the cars and how to drive them very badly. Yep. <laughs> You guys are out of control, slamming into everything. I'm trying to focus on the story beats and trying to get us the quest done. And like, I'm like, okay, I got to find all these boxes and I got to collect them. And then I'm trying to collect the boxes at certain points on the map. And you guys are just smashing into each other over and over and over again. <laughs> this is spoken truly like someone who's never played Halo 1. <laughs> I have never played Halo 1. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's like half... Half the day when you're playing toe-op is dicking around on a warthog. Exactly. Red versus blue, guys. (laughs) That was based on a true story. (laughs) Now, Joel, I selected a couple of highlights here, but of course you can feel free to use some of those or come up with your own. But do you have one for me? Actually, I think uh, one of my favorites might have been at the end of Metal Gear Solid 2 for Heartwood. Uh (laughs) Just like how confounded and frustrated and angry he was at what was happening and it was it was totally unexpected my part because I, I was expecting like like wow this is crazy not like wow this is bullshit <laughs> it was just the, the the shock on on not getting the reaction i expected out of him plus like us arguing with hartwig about things in uh, metal gear solid about how he's playing it wrong i think are probably some of my favorite uh, streaming moments this year what about you, Getty? So it would be when we did movie night for Man of Medan, and okay. Steve's character came up, and I handed him the controller, and he proceeded to put the controller down on his lap, <laughs> grabbed his chin with one hand, and then did like a pose with the other hand, and then almost immediately there was a quick like action sequence, 
and he like bumbled it so bad. It was just, it's just too funny to watch. Like, yeah, just him uh, like, oh god, just like the controller's <laughs> upside down. He's like tossing it, and turning it, and then he did it again right yep. after that. Right after, <laughs> like twice See? in five minutes, like again, dude, come on, <laughs> just hold the controller. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fun with that game. Did now uh, another one that I thought was very funny was Kelly and Joel playing Heave Ho. There was mm-hmm. a certain part where she like there was a difficult to end of the level. Joel said, "Okay, do you want to just be done?" And she goes, "No." I need to finish it. And I think I want to do a supercut of just all the times that she's like, fuck, shit, fuck, shit, god, god damn, fuck, shit. I just want to think I'd do a supercut of like, oh, man, she's get really getting mad. And he goes, you're, and Joel, and I type it in chat, and then Joel says, you're getting the real Kelly experience here. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure if you ever get around to that, send me a link. I want to share that we'll do. with her. <laughs> what about you, Joel? You got any more? Uh, I was going to say, uh, this is just a small one, but uh, one of the 2D Tuesdays, partway through, I switched to playing Cool Spot. Yep. And uh, I, I recall renting that as a kid and enjoying it, not thinking much of it. And that is a hard-ass game. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it's it's real hard, and it's not clear where you're supposed to go. And also, like half the levels are just palette swaps of the same background. <laughs> and so... It just like it started real pleasant and weird with these like beach levels with crabs and you're running around along sand and you got to these like toy box areas where it was just a nightmare and that was like my first experience with streaming but also like being kind of miserable while playing a game but <laughs> still streaming anyway because of wanting to just like win by attrition. Uh, <laughs> so I think there'll be memorable experience for me one way or another because of that. No, I've, I've played those games, and I remember them being bullshit. <laughs> Getty, you got another one for us? I could probably come up with one more. Um, God, so many good moments. I'm actually torn between two. Oh, yeah, that, or you could pick up something from Extra Life as well. Well, I was actually going to take one from Extra Life and uh, our uh, whole reenactment of I Love You, Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That one was real solid. Um, ah, what the heck? Why not? Uh, why not come up with the other one right now? Uh, playing Detroit, become human, and okay. leading the robot revolution because fuck humanity. I remember I came over at one point while you guys were playing, and then Steve just goes, "We killed." Uh, what was his name? Oh yeah, no, no, he. We didn't kill that guy. Oh, Steve went out- back and he killed him. Okay, but he seemed really upset. He goes, do we kill Frederick? I'm like, okay. Okay, man. He's like, no, seriously. We killed him. I was like, okay. He's like, no, you don't understand, man. We killed him. I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's really upset. That was good. Yeah. Now, for me, also, Multiplayer Mondays, it's all fun and games trying to learn Rivals of Aether until you go on the internet, and then you just get your face stomped in. <laughs> One guy was really nice. He could tell I was a newbie. He played some other characters. We had a match. We got close. I got close to figuring out the game. I beat him once. He beat me. And then uh, then his he sent me a message that said, this is the last one. I said, okay. And he picked a character, and then he proceeded to raffle stomp me. And it wasn't a joke, and I just started yelling in, into the camera, this is your main. This is your main. This isn't funny anymore. <laughs> 
Yeah. Do, was, do you think to me he was just building your hopes up just to crush you at the end? <laughs> no, I think he was being nice and play, like he was handicapping himself for me. And then he was like, okay, we should be done now. Let me just punch you in the face and be done with it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> done. What about you, Joel? You got one more for us? No, I'm dead. I just liked watching you play Zombies Ate My Neighbors. And you're like, I don't understand this game at all. And I'm like, Joel, I'm like in the chat typing furiously, you're playing yeah. it wrong. <laughs> that was my Hartwig moment. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was a Hartwig moment. Also, I remember when Hartwig figured out in Metal Gear Solid 2 that the the colonel was AI. And I remember you sending me a text. goes, he's at the moment. He's at the moment. And I was like, oh, crap. I got to get to my <laughs> <Yep>. computer. <laughs> Ran to my computer just so I could be in Discord with him. Be like, okay, Hartwig. Where are you at? And he goes, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, perfect. Uh, but he, he got stuck in that segment too. So like Colonel started repeating some of the dialogue yeah. on the loop. And so it, it kind of broke the moment too. But Yeah, what you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're going to take one more break. Getty's going to take one more shot at NyQuil. I'm going to try to kill this four loco. And we're going to come back and go over our own personal lists of our games of the year. And these were all these were all on our WordPress blog. So if anyone wants to take time to read it, feel free. The link is available on all of our podcasts. But that is all after the break. games of 2019 we discussed and came out with a game of the year list each one of us written on our wordpress blog now we're going to discuss some of our favorites out of our own lists for me i threw out uh, apex legends is one i wanted to talk about if only because i play a lot of, i play these time waster games there aren't a, there isn't there isn't an ending it's just a here's a game that can kind of go on a loop forever you can either get better or not and I want to say Apex Legends really took the cake for me this year. The way the multiplayer is, the way how oh, everything is so fast and fluid. I also felt like for a Battle Royale shooter, this was had a good ratio of looting to, to fighting in combat. And I stopped being so afraid. With PUBG, I always felt like I didn't have a lot of movement. Everything seemed stilted and... and stuck and hard to move but this made it everything seem so fast and fluid that anytime there was a fight already happening i jumped to be part of it joel we got to get you on some apex legends with me you know i used to have it installed uh di- you know give di- me the warning of before you'd want to play it because i don't want to be destiny like you were okay i'm yeah. in also give it up to respawn for having a fantastic year with two games jedi fallen order and apex legends both Pretty good critical hits. Joel, you got one for me off your list that you would like to discuss? Hey, uh, there's this little game <laughs> called River City Girls. Yep. <laughs> you should play it. Off air, I literally said, you should just talk about River City Girls. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't... I, I, I don't want to retread too much ground, but like, if you like side-scrolling beat-em-ups... And combat uh, dabs. 
and combat dabs and uh, preteens. Uh, that sounds bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds real bad. Let's but uh, <laughs> let's never speak of this game again. The, the, the <laughs> also, let me know if that one hits on sale because I actually been wanting to play this game, but that price is kind of high because of the yeah, preteens. Uh, $30 is a premium price but it is one of the better side scrolling beat-em-ups because it has a nice deep combat system with leveling and new movesets it's got an aesthetic and it goes the whole nine yards with hitting every note right and it's just a well put together package that this genre doesn't often have that much love and attention paid to in a game. I played so many beat em ups that are just kind of these rote, standard fare stuff that doesn't even hit the bare minimums of what you'd want out of this stuff. So, uh, in that sense, it's it's fully worth the price for me. I don't blame anybody for waiting for a discount, but uh, that's why it hit my number two. Also, that soundtrack. Oh, it it slaps. Yep. That's what the kid's saying, right? Yep. It slaps. Okay. Also, right. apparently the end credits song is sung from the boyfriend's perspective about how they want a girl who will kick their ass. Yeah, I heard that. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Now, Getty, hit me with something from your list. Oh, so many good moments in, in gaming this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we just go for the low-hanging fruit? Uh, you're talking about Deep Space Wafu? Yep. <laughs> Okay, hold 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 on. How do, how do you pronounce this? What's what's the right pronunciation? Waifu. Wa- waifu? Waifu. 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 Yep. Okay. All right. Thought it was waifu. Yep. No, I. I no, we said the same thing, Getty. You said the same thing as me. I know. I just wanted to make you, you feel self conscious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, tell me about your list, Getty. Pick one. Yeah, we'll talk about deep space waifu because. Uh, otherwise, nobody's going to read my list. <laughs> and that way I'm subjecting everybody to to think about it. Uh, do you like controlling a ship and shooting at enemies? I do. <laughs> do you like naked anime women? Less so, but okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> do you like shooting clothes off of anime women until they're naked? We're outside of my depth here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so, really simple game, really fun, uh, at least it's fun for me, premise, where you're just going around shooting enemies out of the sky, and at the same time shooting clothes off of women. Yeah, so, down to the the bare bones of this, anybody who read my list obviously hasn't emailed us, or they just don't <laughs> care to own a copy of this game, because I've offered to purchase it to the, the first ten people that email the show email address, so... SuperGGRadio at gmail.com. Thank Is you. that offer still open? First 10 people. Wow, you gonna, okay. are you going to email it? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like you to explain that one to Kelly. <laughs> what are you playing? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll make Beth play through this game. Uh, I don't know. Would Where that ban us clothes? on Twitch if I did that for 2D Tuesday? <laughs> uh, I think if you keep the... the Not safe for work, work tag. Yeah, if you don't add the patch, then you're okay. Okay. I think. All right. I'm going to add the patch. So, funny enough, <laughs> if, uh, two things I want to note. From the WordPress blogs, I created, I, I uh, found all of the screenshots for each game that was listed. <laughs> did you see the... Did you see yours, Getty? 
Yeah, I remember you saying, like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with putting any of this onto our WordPress. <laughs> and then <laughs> you're like... Wrote, it was tricky finding a screenshot for this game that was safe for work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Joel, I don't know if you noticed, uh, River City Girls, your screenshot literally had the combat dab. Oh, yeah. I saw. But, I you saw. know, that wasn't what I Googled. I just Googled River City Girls. I mean, it's it's iconic. If if uh, River City Girls ended up being a trophy in Smash Brothers, then they would uh, come in with a combat dab. Just what they're known for now. <laughs> awesome. Now, along with my list, I have a lot of mainstays and a lot of things that are pretty... I don't want to say standard, but I mean, a lot. Of, this list is pretty good, par for the course. I just really quick wanted to throw a couple shout-outs out here to games that didn't make my list. Uh, Felix the Reaper is a game that I want to talk about a little bit more on our podcast, but I just want to say it is a funky for us jam about a Grim Reaper who just loves another Grim Reaper and can't find the courage to love her back. So that is Felix the Reaper, and I think I'll talk about it on a later podcast. Joel, hit me with another one from your list. Uh, do you want it from the list or from something that didn't make it? It's up to you. Oh, uh, I'll go with something different. Ma- didn't make it because a lot of my stuff sort of falls in line with what you guys said too about things that were sort of expected. Uh, Untitled Deuce Game did not make my list, partially because we kind of fell off at our house a couple levels in. But even though it dropped off, it produced a lot of fun and laughter and... Uh, antics you know playing that and just being a, a naughty goose uh causing mischief and, and i mean my kids had a lot of fun the first night just running around and grabbing stuff and then haunting over and over and over so it's it, it is that perfect kind of like small open space where you can cause trouble and create your own fun even if you don't want to follow the rules of what they, what they want you to do and for that i really appreciate it that's fantastic and the memes yeah I was oh, going to say, memes. please mention the memes. <laughs> Someone on Twitter asked for Goose Game memes, and then I just unloaded on her with like seven of these, and she goes, why do you have these many locked and loaded? And I'm like, I, <laughs> I got nothing to say to you. All why I got to say is I have like many? all of these readily available on my phone. Getty. Uh, hmm. I don't want to talk about something that I already got talked about. Well, just, just tell me why you felt like, pick this one. How about this? Nowhere Profit. Nowhere Profit? Yeah. So Just, you felt like it was one of the best ones you've played this year? Yeah, it was one of the best ones that I got to play from a couple of different perspectives. So when we talked about, well, when you guys were talking about GTFO, like the level of completeness that you uh, saw in that mm-hmm. game, I felt like when we got to dip into Nowhere Profit, it was already very complete. And there were a lot of different diverging paths that could take you through the course of a playthrough. At the same time, the the developer actually added a couple of new profits that you could choose from. So it's not like the content is slowed. It's actually still coming for this game. Oh, yeah. They, uh, Martin has been pretty active communicating on Twitter about the changes and stuff that he's working on, too, to contribute to it. And it's been kind of interesting following along and seeing the little changes that they've made and bid changes they've made uh, since it's come out even. So it's it's awesome that they're still supporting it. And that, it's a game that I enjoyed my time with too. And I, I do want to go back to it and give more runs to it because I'm one of those that hit a wall early on it. But uh, the style's great. The, the card game aspect of it is 
sound. The foundation is sound, if maybe difficult. And uh, he, he's created a world that is compelling to be in. Yeah, try and save your characters, even though you know you can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I really quick want to just mention uh, the games that I played. This is all just our Game of the Year list, but also it's... When it came down to Game of the Year, we kind of had a lot a back catalog of new games. They're like, okay, we just bought a bunch of new games, all of us did. And we kind of had to all take turns and be like, okay, I'm playing this one, you're playing that one, I'm playing this one. And it wasn't forced upon us, but it just kind of where we naturally landed. I just want to say, taking Death Stranding as my own personal burden to bear. <laughs> God bless you, sir. Obviously, this weighed heavily on you. I just... I still feel like that game should absolutely suck, and it doesn't. It doesn't. It's uh, it's a good game, and it flows well, and it does what it needs to do to make you feel like you are doing things that are just, are great by society. You feel like you're interacting with people, yet you're by yourself solo in a valley of nothingness. And I will commend commend it all the more for it. <laughs> that remains to be seen. Yep. Yep. But again, <laughs> that was my number two. So that was our favorite games of 2019. Favorite podcast moments. Again, this is our first year of Super GG Radio, which we can we will continue along the years. Wait, but who said that? <laughs> Who decided this? One and this? done, baby. One and done. <laughs> One and done. <laughs> yeah. But we all had a good time recording our podcast, and we each have some of our favorite moments, so we're going to briefly touch on those, just to kind of talk about what some of our favorite things were. Uh, for me, the entire drunk episode, our oh, 21st episode, man. where we made a list of words that we had said previously on previous episodes, gave it to a completely non-judgmental party. And had him tell us every time we had to drink because we said those words. Microtransaction. That was a that was a bad that was a that was a rough morning. Did, didn't somebody say game was one of them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have bad friends. We do. <laughs> we have bad friends. No, it just was uh what I liked about it was the fact that it gave a a level of un- unease unease. We didn't know what was happening. We took it out of our hands and I liked that. Uh, real quick, play or playing microtransactions, Epic Store, DLC, Randy Pitchford, Auto Chess, Game, <laughs> Epic <what>? Store. <laughs> I forgot uh, about Epic Store. Uh, and Mechanic. Mechanics. Speaking of Epic Store, did you guys get your free games from the Epic Store? A we were, lot we were of keeping them. town of it. Like, Alex is at 60 games. I'm at like 57 or 58. Of all the total. free games they keep giving. Yeah. I picked up Ape Out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the. There are a lot of really good games that they've given away, and if I'm somehow selling my soul to have a set and launcher on it, then I guess so be it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't bought a single thing from it, so they haven't done anything out of me yet, but... Okay, so that was my favorite moment, was the drunk episode entirely. I will go back and listen to that one, and just hear how sloppy I really was. <laughs> what about you, Joel? Uh, my favorite recurring thing is when you decide to call something a Zelda-like, even though it's almost never used in the right context i'm gonna argue with you on that one and say (laughs) that a zelda like is is a top down you go into a dungeon you get an item that will help you solve that dungeon 
and then you progress in the game. Is that not a Zelda-like? Was there a long pause before you started talking? Like yeah, you were checking to ma- see what it was? <laughs> no, that's... No, no. Webster Dictionary <laughs> defines Zelda-like as... <laughs> no, I'm pausing because there is noise in the background, and I stopped. Yeah, yeah blame your wife. Uh-huh. I, I see how it is. <laughs> so, Getty, what you got? I am trying to remember when this was. I feel like it was one of the first episodes that I started on the podcast with you guys mm-hmm. but joel went off on this just tirade about the nintendo network and how poorly it's put together and how choppy it is oh man and i really wanted to rename that segment nerd rage oh yeah <laughs> joel have there been any improvements to nintendo's network that that, that was that was burned to my brain my no. first impression of uh recording with you is like yeah, stability you, you uh you ripped me pretty bad after that thank you oh. yeah yeah i want to say yeah. no i don't think they've gotten better i i must just be more tolerant of it because i i have not noticed it lately oh yeah okay so i have a couple here i just want to knock out real quick just because they were brief moments but they definitely made me laugh first one being in the 40 ounce episode i said you guys ready you fuckers <laughs> also when we played indie or outie hands on dick turns out ds game it means dictionary (laughs) Uh, and then when joel originally brought up speaking simulator and we just kept screaming every time he talked about teeth falling out that's called a callback joel you got any more for this one uh, speaking of India Routy, when I did the Fourth of July one, and we had grounds for divorce as one of the, <laughs> the fireworks, the ones for the fireworks, <laughs> uh, I was just proud of myself for finding something so weird, and yeah. also delighted that I think most of you got that wrong. So, grounds for divorce is really good. Grounds for the divorce, yeah. What about you, Getty? All of the impromptu edits that I would do to the Word doc while you were reading. I don't know who Randy Pitchfork is, but we've mentioned him a number of times on the show. Just a little peek behind the curtain for all of our listeners. Our friends, co-hosts here, like to change what I am saying to add a little fun inaccuracies that I do not read through because I'm like, goddamn Ron Burgundy. (laughs) Yep. And just read them like I read them. Because let me tell you, when we were, I was listing all of the different members of the extended bat family. I said Batwing like four times. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> well, I mean, that was your fault in the first place for defending the Arkham games, but that's neither hey. here nor there. Hey, you got two <laughs> Arkham apologists here. Uh, I don't even know what I'm arguing about anymore. It's been so long since I played those. <laughs> thing one last thing is a statement one last sentence something to start us into the weekend and start you the listener into the weekday but this one we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to in the new year as well as resolutions for me 
This four local hard seltzer is making my chest burn. <laughs> I you should to go see a doctor. <laughs> that's, that's your resolution. <laughs> no, that's my one last thing. My resolution is to make it. It's a Mad Dog 2020 year, guys. We're down with 40s. We're up with Mad Dog 2020. Joel? You're going where I can't follow. <laughs> I, uh, I, my resolution is to be the best replacement host for the show once you teal over and die from Mad Dog 2020. Um, no, I, I think uh, what I'm looking forward to is uh, continuing to do this and justify having a reason to buy new games so we can continue to talk about it. Agreed. Getty? My one last thing is that I was going to say that I'm really excited to play some of my games that I got over the holidays, but I know that likely what will happen is I'll end up playing fighter betas at 3 a.m., because those are the time (laughs) slots that we get for whatever reason. And looking forward to this year, March. Oh, man. Um, March is going to be bad. Animal Crossing. Doom is not one that I'm doing, but... I'm going to wait on Last of Us, at least until I did it for $5 off of PSN, so I'm okay on that. I call Final Fantasy. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, already pre- I already pre-ordered Final Fantasy. Then you yep. better switch I, that pre-order to Doom. <laughs> I haven't played the first Doom. <laughs> yeah, you tell him. Oh, man. I should have made Persona. Doom. Persona. Uh, Persona, Scr- is that for Str- Persona Scramble comes out then? No, or is that's that, Royal. Nope. Oh, whatever. Wait, if Alex gets <laughs> Final Fantasy, then I call Persona. There you go. <laughs> and you get Doom, Joel. Yeah. You like it. I'm just going to play the first Doom and there then pretend that's it. It's... No. Also, no. Getty, you best get ready. Again, <laughs> I got like five betas ready to go. I logged off. <laughs> and that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where... Nothing right now. We took a break for the holidays, but we will be getting back on Monday. Unless, Getty, you thinking about Sunday streaming, or are you still half dying? Uh, I guess it depends on if I'm still alive at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, this episode goes live on Sunday, so they won't get that far. Anyways. Yeah, I, re- <laughs> I really like... <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to let you continue. Okay. So we are going to start back on Monday. Joel, you're going to be good for Tuesday. And we're going to go back to Metal Gear Heartwig on Fridays. Now, uh, I do recommend everyone reading our Game of the Year list that went up, including our friends over at Nintendo Main, Backstage Gaming, and Damage Boost Podcast. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to receive an H game of Getty's Game of the Year list, email at superggradio at gmail.com provide a review on iTunes or the top 10 H games of your choice. Thanks for listening. (laughs) GG, Joel. GG. Good game, Getty. (laughs) Good game. Good night, everybody.
Check it. 